Okay, guys, the next question I have is about praying to the dead. Now, the, the person emailing in is, they're asking, is it okay to pray and ask my relatives who have passed on and ask them for God to intercede for me? My tradition says that it is okay, it's biblical to pray to the saints to intercede on our behalf to God. Now, if it's okay to do that, what about my mother who recently passed as well? Can she intercede for me and my problems directly to God himself? And guys, that's a great question, but uh, Preston, you want to start and answer that question? Well, let me try. Um, I was listening to you talk uh, or verbalize that question there, Tony. I, it reminded me of a lady that came to see me a number of years ago about some issue that she was concerned about. And so after I'd kind of, you know, heard from her, I said, uh, let's pray before we begin to discuss this. And so uh, I closed my eyes and uh, dear Lord Jesus and began to pray. And when I said the amen, I looked up and she was staring at me with her mouth open. And I said, why? And she said, uh, you prayed to Jesus. And I said, yeah. And she said, uh, I didn't know that I could do that. I said, well, who do you pray to? And she said, well, I have gone through the book of saints and I found a saint that I felt like was obscure enough that he wouldn't be very busy with uh, intercessory requests that were coming to him. And so I pray to him because I feel like since he wouldn't be as busy as somebody like uh, Mary would be, uh, that my chances of getting a message to God are better. So we had a great discussion about that, and it's very similar to the question that this lady is asking. And, you know, the message of the New Testament is that Jesus Christ uh, is the one who makes intercession on our behalf. And uh, he has direct access to God, and he lives in us. We live in him. And so uh, when we pray, we uh, speak to God directly because Jesus Christ is divine. He is uh, God, uh, God incarnate. So uh, we don't have to go through any sort of intermediate step. We don't have uh, any sort of uh, disqualification or anything like that that keeps us distant from God. The message of the gospel for believers is that we have been brought near. We've been brought close and that we are now joined um, to God, that we're part of his family, that he and I are one and that there's nothing that can separate us, and that we have direct direct access, not because of any worthiness on our part, but because of the finished intercessory work of Jesus Christ and Christ alone. Well, good insight on that. What about, Frank, you want to add to that? Yeah, um, the, the question's really um, enlightening because the person says, according to my tradition, it's biblical. And uh, I don't want to be uh, critical, but I do want to critique. Um, biblically, uh, that wouldn't be a good tradition. <laughs> um, the scriptures throughout from the very beginning, as Press mentioned, taught about separation. Ever since the fall of man, there was a separation between man and God. 
And that was uh, clearly detailed in the Old Testament. You know, you had the veil of the temple and the presence of God was behind that veil. And nobody could ever go behind that veil into the presence of God except the high priest. And the high priest went once a year with the blood of sacrifice. Uh, that was all picturing the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, the ultimate sacrificial lamb offered for the sins of man, that which was separating man from God. And on the day Jesus died, I think it's fascinating. Uh, I hope this listener is listening. Uh, when Jesus died, that veil in the temple was torn, but it wasn't torn bottom to top when there was an earthquake. It was torn top to bottom. If the earthquake caused that veil to tear, then it would have been torn bottom to top. But top to bottom, uh, my theory would be that God himself tore that veil. And the way most people teach it is we finally have access to God. But I think God tore that veil saying, finally, I have access to you to be to you all that I've longed to be all these centuries. And now through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, I have access to you. He is called our sympathetic high priest. He is both the sacrifice and the priest. And we can now, and the writer of Hebrews says, draw near to the throne. In fact, Press mentioned this. We are in union with God. 1 Corinthians 6, 17 says, he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. That is so true. Ephesians 2, 6 says, we're actually seated on the throne with him. So dear listener, let me say it this way. You can go ahead and pray to those saints. You can pray to somebody else. But why would you want to do that? when because of the finished work of Christ, you can go straight to the throne room yourself, to the king of kings of the universe, who is calling you his child, and you are his heavenly father. Uh, he is your heavenly father. He's your Abba, which in Aramaic is your Papa. And, you know, Jesus said, your heavenly father knows what you need uh, before you even ask, but you can go to him. And, and I think your question betrays something here. You said you need someone to intercede for you. What's the implication of that? That you're not worthy? That there's something wrong with you? Uh, he has made you his child so that you can go directly to him. And he wants you to come to him because he wants to be everything that he is to whatever you need. Um, he has drawn near to you. It's time for you to draw near to him and run into that throne room and, and pour your heart out to him who has said, you're my child and I am your papa. And boy, that's just too beautiful to miss. And uh, by the way, the Holy Spirit intercedes for you too in Romans chapter 8. You can't get any better than having God intercede to God on your behalf. So that's a great question. I hope that today we've cleared it up. 